0: mindset coach, a personal development junkie, an all-around Venus worshiper, and a powerful witch. I'm here to talk dirty about evolution, revolution, and how to embody the archetype of Venus, original bad bitch, every damn day. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Rebirth of Venus. This is Caitlin McTanley, and I'm hopping on for a quick little intro to the interview. We have another interview episode for you today and I'm super excited about it. I'm going to be speaking with Asia Vines about the transformative power of gratitude. We're talking real life gratitude, real life down and dirty gratitude None of the froofy Insta gratitude you think you know, although, you know what, to be honest, I'm so over being a cynic. I think that all gratitude in all forms is powerful. And I also know that when we go deeper and we acknowledge our feelings and feel grateful from a place that goes even deeper from what we're experiencing in the moment, I know that when we do that, then that gratitude we express has absolutely transformative magical fucking powers. So we're gonna be talking about that today, but I'm hopping on for an important announcement. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Today is the season finale of Rebirth of Venus. Yes, this has been the longest season of all time. <laughs> this is episode 56. And, you know, I it, it didn't really cross my mind to have seasons, but I realized it was necessary and that I desired it because the fall and winter installment of Rebirth of Venus is going to be even more epic. We're going to have, well, you know, I'm not even going to tell you what's coming up. You have to wait. I'm going to be kind of teasing it over the next few weeks. So, we're going to be taking about a one-month hiatus. So, you know, not so crazy. It's not like Game of Thrones. I, I actually literally never watched Game of Thrones. Isn't that crazy? I um, I watched like five minutes once with a bunch of friends who were into it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go like, you know, do something else. Anyway, <laughs> I think like on regular television when there's the season finale, a lot of time passes. Holy shit. Did you guys hear that? That was the loudest thunderclap of my entire fucking life. I'm not going to edit that out because it was so epic. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, right. The series finale. We're not waiting too long, but we will be returning on October 18th. Oh, my God. I should have double checked that. Hold on. Yes. October 18th. We'll be returning. And oh, it's hard for me to keep secrets about my own shit because I get so excited. I'm not going to tell you what's coming up, but it's going to be epic. And it's really marking a new direct, not new direction, but like a new growth, epic area of growth of the show. And I'm super excited. So today's the season finale. You have plenty of time to catch up on the 56 episodes that I have published. (laughs) If you're somebody who has listened to them all, um, send me a message on Instagram. Maybe I'll give you a prize at reworth underscore of Venus. Um, So yeah, be sure to follow me over on Instagram. I'm going to be announcing, I'm going to be doing a lot of really cool stuff over the next month while I'm taking this little hiatus. Well, kind of a hiatus. I'm still recording interviews and whatnot. So, (laughs) but... Be sure to follow me over on Instagram to keep up on everything that is happening. I have just some awesome things coming through the works, some like really good fucking shit you don't want to (laughs) miss. So be sure to follow me there. And of course, you can hop on my email list. The link is in the bio. You can get a free ritual guide when you join. And I send you emails whenever I feel like it that are meant to inspire you and motivate you and get you moving. And I've heard people love my emails. So what are you waiting for if you're not on there? Okay. Anyway, I I just can't thank you enough for being along with me on this. It's almost been a year. Like I said, longest first season ever. Going forward, I'll probably be splitting up episodes a little differently, <laughs> a little more regularly. But thank you, thank you, thank you for being with me since October 4th, 2018, and for continuing to be with me. Uh, The evolution of the show has been amazing. I absolutely love doing it. And I'm so, so, so excited to bring you in to the future of Rebirth of Venus. So um, I'll be doing probably like a little emotional, you know, oh my God, it's been a year at my actual year anniversary over on Instagram. So Maybe I'll be doing like a cool giveaway. Hmm. Yeah, you are need to go follow me there because you're going to miss it otherwise. Anyway, I'm going to hop right into the interview now with Asia Vines. I know you're going to love it, and I can't wait to talk to you all soon. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Rebirth of Venus podcast. This is Caitlin McTanley, and I'm here today with Asia Vines, who is an amazing gratitude guide. And Asia's vision through her work as a gratitude guide is to change people's lives through the power of gratitude. So I've talked about before on this show that you know gratitude is one of those words that it's like a lot of things in contemporary spirituality in the age of Instagram and things being widely dispersed very quickly. It's one of those topics that is so, so powerful and yet often gets distilled down to these kind of trite, like, you know, little quote instagraphics, as I always say. Now, I love me a good quote instagraphic. However, I really wanted to bring Asia onto the show today to talk about the how gratitude is truly transformative alchemy. It is powerful fucking magic. And I'm reminded of this whenever I'm experiencing, you know, whether it's a dark night of the soul, so something very extreme, or even just kind of feeling about my life. It's always gratitude that really shifts things around. So I'm excited to go into the topic of gratitude and the power of gratitude. Like I say, the powerful fucking magic of gratitude with Asia today, as we dive deep into how you can cultivate your own creative, your own gratitude practice, how you can make it a creative practice that really fits into your life and how you can use that to not just create powerful change in your life, but really, quite frankly, just feel better. Because truly, if we can make ourselves feel better about not just our circumstances, but about just what it feels like to be ourselves in the world, if we're able to do that, we can step forward into the world and create our own powerful magic as we create change that impacts not just our lives, but those around us. So welcome to the show, Asia. I'm so excited to talk to you today.
1: Thank you so much, Caitlin. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Awesome. So to get started, I would love to have you tell us about your background and how gratitude practices became such a big
1: part of your life. For sure. I will try to give you the Cliff Notes version because it can be quite long. Well, we've got Um, a
0: while if you want to go deep. (laughs) Go
1: for it. I am... Started my personal development journey about five or six years ago at this point. Uh, I was in a very long relationship for the majority of my 20s. That was pretty tumultuous and wasn't really feeling great in my skin being who I was. And uh, that relationship brought me to California and eventually we split up. And at that In my life, I just felt very lost, like I had completely lost touch with who I was and what I wanted. I felt pretty unhappy. um, And I ended up on a journey. I uh, found my way to Australia. I had an acquaintance that lived there. And she was like, Why don't you just come live with me? Which, of course, when somebody offers you something like that, you're like, Oh, yeah, I wish I could. And When I thought about it, I was like, why couldn't I? I had just ended this really long relationship. I was going to have to move and um, get all those types of ducks in a row. And I really hated my job at the time. I was not... Uh, doing something that lit me up or brought me joy. And I felt absolutely miserable. So pretty much on a whim, I decided to move to Australia. Um, A month later, I had sold my things, purchased a one way ticket, got my visa and I was gone. And when I was in Sydney, that's really when I started to deep dive into my personal development practice. Um, And I had been following, I know you know Gala, Gala Darling. I had been following her for a while um, already, but I read her first book, Radical Self-Love, when I was there. And um, that just set me on this This journey of really trying to discover who I was, loving myself, and prioritizing feeling good in my life. So, through following her work, really, I stumbled upon the magical morning practice. Which, if you don't know what that is, look up Gala, look up the magical morning practice. I would say that is probably really the beginning of me diving deeper into my gratitude and just as a brief outline, what the practice entails is, uh, you wake up, you grab your phone and you start recording in a voice memo app and you take about two minutes in the beginning of it to talk about what you are grateful for. And then you move on to talking about your desire for the day and your desire for the future. And you speak about those things in the past tense as if they've already happened. Um, So that really um, caused me to be so much more thoughtful about what I have to be grateful for in my life. And uh, I, I started that practice roughly a year ago, a little over a year ago now. And at this point, my life looks so drastically different than it did this time last year. It blows me away. And um, as things started transforming for me, I started manifesting these things into my life that I desired so deeply. I recognized how powerful gratitude is and how how magical it is and how we can use it to transform our lives.
0: Amazing. What an amazing story. And I, what I love about it is that it shows not just, you know, how gratitude got you out of a place that was, you know, that felt like shit quite frankly, but that also helped you create and manifest a new life. And um, for those of you who actually don't know, Asia, do you want to actually share how, like, what what I see is sort of the culmination of that practice. So you know, you started to, you started to do this. What are some of the things you saw manifest in your life as a result of this practice that you were setting each morning of setting those intentions alongside practicing your gratitude?
1: Oh my God, so many things. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention as well is the thing that really sets off the power of the magical morning practice is having a partner to share the practice with. And after you record, you send it to the other person. So um, what I was able to manifest during this last year with my magical morning practice partner was actually meeting Gala. And I work with her now, uh, which is such a joy in my life. Um, I talked about how I was going to meet her, how we we're going to create a friendship and that has happened. I was able to manifest working for myself, um, which as of May 1st, I became my own boss, which was extremely exciting. Um, I, God, what else have I manifested? Literally everything I wanted. I manifested the apartment that I live in now. I was uh, very focused on finding my dream place to live in alone. Um, after I moved here from Australia, I had lived with roommates for a while. and I'm just a person who values space and time alone above almost all else. So those are just a few of the incredible things that I've been able to manifest into my life uh, through the power of gratitude and expressing gratitude for those things before they had even been in my physical reality.
0: Ooh, I love that. That was actually kind of what I was going to get into with the next question, which is, you know, how, like in, in your eyes, in your, in your view, in your opinion, how gratitude allows you to manifest and i love what you just said which is about you know as part of this practice that you you take part in daily you really identified what it is that you desired and you spoke of it as if it already existed but you took it a step further which is that you were actually grateful for it as if it already existed and so for those people listening who well which is everybody (laughs) everybody has things they want how can we tap into that feeling of gratitude for things that don't happen yet, especially when maybe they seem really far off from our current circumstances?
1: For sure. Well, I think that some place to start, especially if you find it challenging to feel gratitude and you're you just are feeling like you're in a darker place or kind of stuck, is to honestly start by being grateful for what you have um, and starting to be grateful for all of the things that you can see, uh, that just strengthens your gratitude muscle. Uh, As Jen Sincero says, it's hitting the spiritual gym and doing that every day, uh, beginning to feel gratitude for the things you have will also help you feel gratitude for the things that are yet to come. Um, That being said, I believe that when you pair gratitude with meditation and visualization that is like rocket fuel to manifesting your dreams and your desires. Visualization is a very powerful tool. It's something I've been working with for a long time as well. And I believe the reason it's so powerful is because it helps you feel it, like feel it in your cells and in your bones and in your body. And to me, when I feel the gratitude in my body, it's like I'm vibrating. And that's kind of how I know I hit the sweet spot and have sent my message to the universe, like, hey, I'm not fucking around. This is what I want. And you just have unshakable faith that it is coming to you in divine timing. And that is how I've seen so many things manifest so quickly in my life.
0: That is beautiful. And, you know, I, what you touched on there about feeling is so, so, so important. And in fact, I get a lot of people <laughs> because I do, you know, a, I I do discuss manifestation a lot in my work or rather manifestation principles, even if they're applied to other things. And I get a lot of people who message me and they say, but I can't visualize, you know, there's this perception that like, and same with meditation actually, because everybody thinks they can't meditate, which to me always indicates that they have a distorted view of what meditation is. But (laughs) going aside from that, you know, people have this perception that, you know, if they can't picture something perfectly in their minds, then they can't manifest, which to me, I mean, I I actually always say that's not the point, because visualization is a tool, just like you described, it's a tool for feeling, for really tapping into that. And so actually, I'm curious, when you talk about visualizing, where are you on the scale of that? Are you somebody who can just picture it you know, to the detail? Are you somebody who just gets like a general picture of it and then you know, taps into the feelings from there? What does your own visualization practice look like in, in the practice and the context of using it to call in your desires?
1: At this point, I am a person who can visualize it to a T pretty much. I even go so far as like, what would I be smelling when I'm in this place? What would I hear? What would the weather be like? That's like something that I tap into when I'm trying to manifest a trip or, you know, uh, any type of experience that puts me far out of where I am. Or in terms of like working for myself, I would start visualizing like, who am I when I'm working for myself? What do I look like? How do I run my business? And really getting clarity around uh, what that's going to look like because the universe does like specificity. You know, it can send us the things that we desire uh, with a little more ease when we're able to get clear about what it is that we actually want.
0: That's cool. It's, it's cool how you talk about not just, you know, we tend to focus on like the big thing. And sometimes we tap a little deeper and we think about like, you know, some of the details, but I actually, I think that what you talked about, about, like tapping into the weather and which is really kind of a feeling also, and, you know, tapping into like who you are in that moment, those things, they go beyond just the mental picture. And for those listening who maybe don't, you find you believe you're not able to visualize so much. I think it's like meditation. You know, we have an idea that to be an effective visualizer, you need to be doing it quote unquote perfectly. And I'm putting up air quotes here when the reality is kind of start where you are and you f- see what you can feel into. And what well, actually, what's your advice Asia for people who are, um, struggle with this piece? What are some tricks that you found that have allowed you over the years to become such a strong visualizer? Are there tricks that we can try? Or is this just how you were born? A magical
1: creature. Uh, I well, I'd like to think I was born a magical creature for sure, but I do think that you can you can practice up in your magic, and I think that if you have trouble visualizing in your mind, that creating a vision board, there is totally nothing wrong with that, and that you know that creates the picture for us, and we're able to get an idea of the things that we want. And, you know, then you can flip through magazines or print images from online and just start piecing those together. Um, it might be easier to focus on one thing at a, at a time if you're not able to have this, uh, detailed visualization in your mind quite yet. But, uh, if you're feeling stuck or like this is really hard for you, think about the thing that you want most or the thing that you want to manifest into your life, uh, the quickest and gather images that are related to that. And, uh, you know, if you're not big on meditation, which I know a lot of people struggle with that, you don't have to sit there. I think a lot of the big misconception is that you have to empty your mind, but we're human. And as long as we're alive, that's just not going to (laughs) happen. We have thoughts and it's okay. I try to, um, acknowledge that I'm having a thought and just like clouds in the sky, let it, Pass by and recenter myself when need be. But create your vision board, sit down in front of it, and just stare at it and try to create a feeling around it. Again, you know, what does it feel like to have that dream job or to work for yourself or to go to Bali or whatever it is you want to do? And really start to feel it because I can't stress enough that when you're able to feel it in your body is when I think it lights you up like a Christmas tree and just sends, it radiates out of you. And you can't help but get what you desire when you feel that way.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the feeling piece is everything. And I've been studying manifestation like on purpose since about 2011. And what I say on purpose is that, you know, I had a spiritual practice before then, but that was when I really started like studying what is called the law of attraction, stuff like that. And it's interesting to see how the resources available have changed in that time. And they've changed very dramatically. <laughs> Back then it was mostly like white men talking about it. And now there are definitely, a, there's a definitely a bigger variety of voices that I can identify with more. And it's interesting because one of the shifts I've seen is that more people talk about that feeling piece, which to me was always like a missing link when I really tapped into that. And it's still something that, you know, I, depending on what it is I'm I'm calling into my life, what it is I'm manifesting. There are definitely some things that I are easier for me to consistently tap into that feeling on. Um, But that is such a missing piece that in a lot of you know, the things that I read back then, they didn't really go into, it It was more of just like, okay, cut the pictures out, make the vision board and bam, there you go, you know. And you know, my perspective on the, the feeling is that you're actually when you feel the feelings, and like you talked about feel the feelings of gratitude before you have something, you actually shorten your, um, your, your sense of time. So you know, you're if you're expressing gratitude for something that's already happened, something that's happening now, and something that's about to happen or that may happen in the future, you know, if you're expressing gratitude for all of those things in the same breath, then your sense of what, you know, what is happening when and what is possible and what time frame kind of gets shifted and this quantum shift takes place. And that's why so many times we can, once we really tap in that feeling, something can manifest so quickly. Do you have any examples of something in your life that came to you so much more quickly than you expected by tapping into these principles?
1: Honestly, just because it's the most recent thing, I would say getting this dream apartment uh, happened so much more quickly than I anticipated. And miraculously, happened just in the nick of time. So the roommate I was living with had gotten married, and I needed to move out. And I was like, what does this apartment look like? And I would visualize myself walking through it, like waking up in it, making coffee in it, and down to the detail of like, it's got to have lots of windows. It's flooded with this beautiful natural light, hardwood floors, like the kitchen is sizable enough where I can actually eat in it I love to cook so there was a lot going on with the kitchen for me um and in like I said just in the nick of time in really a couple of months I was talking to some really close friends of mine, and they were like, oh, my God, our neighbor, we didn't realize, has this property just up the street from us. And she said that she already rented it out, but we told her um, that we had this friend who really needs to move into a place by the end of this month. And if anything doesn't work out to let us know. And two days after they told me this, because of course when they told me, it sounded like the perfect place, and it was like, oh my god, why are you guys telling me that it was rented? I'm so sad. And they were like, Well, we told her if something does not work out to contact us. And two days later, after I sat and ruminated and like let it sink in and felt it in my bones, because I so wanted it so badly. Uh, My friend called me and said, I have great news. The person who said they were going to take the apartment found something that was closer to home. And uh, our neighbor said that she'd love to talk to you. So the next morning I called her, I looked at the apartment and the apartment was mine.
0: Amazing. It's funny about apartments. That's also an area that I, even though it can be so stressful to move, I've always been really good at manifesting the perfect place to live. And for, it's so strange when I think about it because certain areas of my life, I have a really hard time. No, I don't want to say hard time. I don't want to create that story. But I have more of my work cut out for me when it comes to releasing resistance from. And then, for some reason, apartments is just like I have no resistance towards that. Probably because I used to be like, you know, a hitchhiking hobo and like sleeping in bushes. So <laughs> so I I guess I may be like less attached to the the feelings of home than other people. I don't know. I'm exaggerating slightly. That was a period of my life. Although for quite a period I was nomadic. So <laughs> Anyway, so back to gratitude. You posted a you posted something recently on Instagram. It was a quote, it was like a an image. I think it was from someone else, but It was a really interesting quote, and I would love to hear your thoughts on it, and just I would love to hear you go deeper on it. So the the quote was, gratitude is the ability to recognize the extremely unlikely nature of your current circumstances. So this was powerful to me, and I'm not going to really get into my thoughts on it because y'all aren't here to talk, to hear me talk. Well, maybe you kind of are, but <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on this and what this meant to you, why you found this powerful.
1: God. Okay. So I actually have only recently stumbled upon the artist that uh, created that image who I don't know entirely how to pronounce his name correctly, but I believe it's uh, Raman Nazer he makes this beautiful like conscious artwork. It's very incredible and it's very moving. And when I saw that, it really struck a chord within me Um, because I think ultimately like in the very depths of my being, all of my gratitude stems from my existence and the simple fact that I am here and I am a divine being and how miraculous that is. Um, So When I read this quote, like you said, gratitude is the ability to recognize the extremely unlikely nature of your current circumstances, it made me think like, truly, what are the odds that I am here existing now in this plane, in this timeline as exactly who I am, this unique being with all of my unique thoughts creating my reality for myself every single day? And I could not help but to sink that much deeper into the gratitude for my life and the simple fact that I'm alive. It's very moving to me.
0: Oh, I love that. It's yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think about like the darkest times of my life, and there have been many, uh, <laughs> like like all of us. And really, what brought me back to gratitude initially it wasn't like the big things because, you know, sometimes we don't feel like we have anything to be grateful for in terms of like this actual, you know, big circumstances of our lives. And honestly, sometimes we maybe don't feel grateful for being alive, but the reality is this, if we are, and I hope this doesn't sound, this doesn't sound too morbid, but this is really how I feel. You know, if we're choosing to stay here on this plane, then, we do have something to be grateful for because things can change in a moment. They truly can. And, you know, that is that tenet has really kept me going when I found things to be extremely difficult and challenging the knowledge that things can shift at any point. And, you know, while today you may just be grateful for breathing and for, you know, having a bed to sleep in, that can shift tomorrow into something much greater. And so having that perspective can be really valuable.
1: Oh my God, a hundred percent. And I agree, like there are times in all of our lives that are so challenging to find anything to feel grateful for. Like you said, those true like dark nights of the soul when you're really going through it and it might be something simple like i'm so grateful i have shoes to put on my feet i'm so grateful i have a roof over my head i've gotten to a point where i'm now even able to express gratitude for those trying times in my life because they they got me to where i am now and it's it's extremely hard to see the forest through the trees right but you know like even in my story i was telling you of how i came to starting a gratitude practice this uh, breakup for me was really devastating. Like I said, it it spanned almost all of my twenties, and uh, when I was in Australia, I I basically spent the first three months crying and doing yoga. And now I look back on that part of my life, and I'm actually I'm so deeply grateful for that relationship because that relationship brought me to Los Angeles in the first place, and the ending of that relationship sent me to Australia where I completely transformed my life. Like I don't even know the person that moved from LA to Australia. And I, I, like I said, I completely transformed my life and view things through such a different lens. And if I hadn't gone through all of that, I very well may not be who I am now. I came back to Los Angeles with a completely different mindset, uh, feeling deep gratitude for all these things that had happened and haven't happened. And I'm entirely convinced that um, my life would look very different had I not gone through all of that. So that might be a little bit of like an advanced practice of gratitude, but it is totally possible.
0: I agree. And you, you like you said, it takes time. And, and I think that's something really important to recognize that we don't have to go from like feeling like shit to oh my God, I'm so grateful for everything bad that's ever happened to me. We don't have to go to that, you know, we don't have to make that big of a shift overnight. (laughs) It's really about just feeling incrementally better. And that can start, like you said, by just being grateful for the most basic things. And this brings me to sort of the controversy of gratitude, I'll say. (laughs) Which is this, a lot of people get very defensive when you suggest gratitude, as if gratitude is some kind of luxury. And honestly, I mean, just based on what we've just said, I've always felt like it was the exact opposite. Like it's a luxury to not feel gratitude for the things that are real privileges. Even the things you talked about, about like shoes on your feet, a roof over your head, a bed to sleep in. These are privileges. These are massive privileges that actually a huge portion of the world doesn't have access to. Now, at the same time, that isn't to say like, If you're going through a rough time and you're having difficulty tapping into gratitude, that you shouldn't, you that it's not to say like, oh, you should just be grateful and like you have nothing to complain about. No, because you know, all of our pain is very real. There's not, I don't believe that there's like a hierarchy of pain. But at the same time, we it really is our responsibility to identify those things we have to be grateful for. And so what's your response for to people who do get defensive when you suggest gratitude? And in addition, do you have any suggestions for how to approach this in a constructive way? You know, maybe if you have a friend going through a hard time who might not be completely receptive to the idea that they could tap more deeply into gratitude, how can we guide our loved ones or ourselves in those times when gratitude feels like, you know, an impossibility or this like false luxury?
1: Uh, For sure. Um, Well, I'd like to start by saying that when people step in and they're like, well, you just need to be grateful for X, Y, and Z, or the whole, there are starving children on the other side of the world, that does a lot more harm than good. Like you said, there's not a hierarchy of pain and whatever you're feeling, excuse me, is very real to you. And I recognize that from a pretty young age, you know, when, when your parents say things like that to you, when you're going through something and you're like, yeah, but I am not a starving person on the other side of the world. So this reality for me feels painful. And I'm having a hard time finding the gratitude for the, the other things in my life, because this is at the forefront. I think that in a challenging situation, when you're having some difficulty with gratitude, the first thing that you really need to do is acknowledge what's happening. Um, I think that we tend to avoid or try to avoid feelings that we label as bad or negative. So when you acknowledge that they're there in the first place, it's like the first step to clearing it. And then I think uh, acceptance is really important as well. Feel how you feel, Um That's fine. I, I personally have gotten to a point where I I definitely allow myself to feel how I feel, but I kind of try to cap it. I put almost a expiration date on it because I, and maybe this is a very privileged thing to say. Um, but I understand that I have the power to choose my thoughts. So I allow myself to feel how I feel and then, decide okay I want to work towards feeling better and that's when I start looking at the things that I can be grateful for that could perhaps start to lift me out of being in a little bit of a darker place I think that if you have a loved one who's going through some things again it's not appropriate to step in and just tell them they need to find gratitude one of the most powerful things you can do as um as a person in someone's life who wants to support them through a trying time is listen. And there's a difference between holding space and telling people what to do and thinking that you know best and and giving them advice that uh, they they may not be able to see depending on where they're at and what they're going through. But I do fully think that it is okay to um, have these – initial feelings of like, woe is me. Again, we're human. Like it's a practice. Gratitude is a practice. And the more you're able to practice it, the easier it is to access when you're starting to go through something hard.
0: Oh yes. It's like muscle memory. Well, I mean, it actually is. That's how our brains work. We reach for the thoughts that represent patterns that already exist. And, I really appreciated how you presented some actionable ways we can help others and ourselves, because I agree that you know it's a balance between taking ownership of what's happening and our and our understandings of what is happening. and then also recognizing that it isn't always the most helpful to you you don't want to kick someone when they're down. <laughs> you know, I mean, I as a coach, I really, stay aware with my clients of you know where they are so if it's a situation where they're in a a point of pain that's very acute that's not always the most productive place to create change you know in that moment really it's more important to focus on feeling better and then when you feel slightly better you can you know continue to reach for something that's better and better and better and the examples you've given about gratitude allow us to do that, you know, continuing to reach for a bit more gratitude, starting where we are exactly. And so that brings me to, uh, I, I'm wondering what your, pro- what your process is for sharing the practice, these practices of gratitude in ways that can help people improve their lives. So what's your process for introducing these ideas? What is your process for teaching others how to use gratitude as a way to make themselves feel better. Uh,
1: well, in a somewhat simply put way, I I have this like virtuous cycle, which is the opposite of a vicious cycle, right of gratitude. Um, and it kind of looks like you start by expressing gratitude. Again that can be, these smaller things. If you're just getting started, um, as I mentioned earlier, starting by being grateful for things that you have is a little more accessible. It allows you to cultivate gratitude in bigger ways at some point. But when you express gratitude, it helps to put you in a more positive emotional state, just naturally, when you start thinking about what there is to be grateful for it might not happen super quickly but it will inch you towards a more positive emotional state and when we're in a positive emotional state it makes us better able to give of ourselves better able to give our time our love care affection etc and then when we're better able to give we are better able and a lot more likely to receive. It's the whole concept of what you put out comes back to you. Um, and when we're getting getting those things, you know, coming to us that that we are either trying to manifest or just having basically the universe smile upon us because we've been giving, now we're receiving, then you're able to express gratitude for the things that you're beginning to receive and the cycle kind of starts again. So it really does all start no matter, there's no such thing as expressing gratitude in too small of a way, in my opinion. And I just really think that that is the seed that as soon as the seed of gratitude is planted, it just blossoms bigger and more beautiful than you can imagine.
0: I love that. It's, you know, really all of personal development. I believe is about planting seeds. You know, we tend to have maybe it's just, I say we, but really, I mean, I <laughs> Capricorn stellium problems, but a lot of us tend to have this idea of like an all or nothing mentality, especially around personal growth. And it's like, if we can't do it perfectly, then we shouldn't bother at all. And what you've been teaching us is how to plant the seeds and start with where you are. And you same as in a meditation practice, like we talked about, about at the beginning, You know, it's not about either literally or metaphorically sitting on a pillow in silence with no thoughts for, you know, two hours. (laughs) It's about starting with where you are and tapping into a bit by bit improvement. For you, Asia, how have you seen your ability and your ability to practice gratitude and the power that you find from that? How has that improved over time? And if you don't mind sharing, what are some areas in this practice that are still really challenging for you?
1: Uh, well, uh, my own gratitude practice has grown tremendously. I definitely started in a place uh, when I was beginning my magical morning practice of I'm grateful for my bed, I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for my job, and again, there's no such thing as, uh, something too small or too basic to express gratitude for, um, something that will kind of immediately amp up your ability to feel into your gratitude. And it has for me anyway, can't really speak for anyone else, but is to think about the why and to express that. So, uh, when I started shifting from, I'm grateful for, My house too. I'm so grateful for my home because it it keeps me safe. It gives me uh, the opportunity to create the energy that I want to exist within, and it gives me a safe, comfortable, peaceful space to practice X, Y, or Z. You know, like getting into the nitty gritty, the detail of why you feel gratitude has been something that has really boosted my ability to feel gratitude and helped me get really clear of what I have to be grateful about. Um, I admittedly, you know, I'm just like anybody else. And when I'm having a challenging situation, I still have to go back to the basics. I don't think there's any one thing specifically that's challenging for me. It's just anytime a new situation presents itself, I guess, uh, as a recovering perfectionist, I'm a Virgo, when things do not uh, unfold the way I was planning on them unfolding, that can be really challenging for me sometimes when there all of a sudden are these roadblocks and it throws me off course. I'm much, much better able to go with the flow now than I was when I started this practice. But that can be definitely a little bit hard for me to express gratitude. And then I have to go back and kind of, I look for the lesson now, and that has been really helpful for me. But it is challenging when things um, don't look quite how I I thought they would.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we earth signs don't really like when that happens. (laughs) But I guess none of us really do. And that's the thing. It's, you know, ultimately, all of these things are practices. And I don't believe that any of us ever get to a point where we are just like, good to go and never going to struggle with gratitude again, <laughs> or any other thing that we're working on our spiritual practice. You know, it's, that's when the real work begins when it's difficult. And I mean, as I always say to my clients, when they're like, if this is hard, whatever this is in the moment, the thing that's the challenge, I say, well, of course, it's hard. And I mean, I don't want to create a false story that it always has to be this painful, difficult thing. But if it was the normal reaction to things just to be grateful and to see, you know, focus on what you have rather than what you don't and so on, if that was the case, then we'd all be walking around super happy and manifesting our desires and, you know, doing everything that that we need to do to, you know, move towards those desires productively. But the reality is, I, it seems like as humans we do have a tendency to focus on the things we don't have. And yes, of course, I completely acknowledge that, you know, depending our level of, on our level of privilege, that the differences in what we have and don't have can be, you know, very great. But the reality is this. and I've and I feel this way from speaking to people from all walks of life that it really is, you know, and I'm always very delicate with how I say this because I, I not fully acknowledge that we all have diff- access to different resources and things like that. And ultimately, all we can control is us. All we can control is our perspective. All we can control is what we choose to focus on. And I know from my own experience that when I have chosen to focus on what I have and what I desire and what I'm called to create as opposed to you know the reality, which sometimes is quite bleaker. When I've chosen to focus on those things that are, you know, honestly, in my opinion, more productive, I've been able to change the things that were, you know, previously holding me back. And so in conclusion, Asia, how can, how can everyone find you? How can the listeners book a a gratitude coaching session with you? How can they get more resources from you on how to tap into the power of gratitude and change their lives in the process?
1: Uh, Well, you can find me on Instagram. My username is just at Asia Vines. It's A-J-A-V-I-N-E-S. I I am in the beginning stages of uh, starting this gratitude coaching business. I have recently felt called to it and I'm going for it. So I'm not yet offering any sessions or anything like that, but I am more than happy to answer questions. If anyone wants to reach out, they're welcome to send me a DM on Instagram. I love talking about gratitude and, um, I'm very open to receiving questions. It will also help me get a great idea of uh, a theme of areas that it's that are challenging for people to find gratitude in and help uh, shape what my coaching might look like. So everything's very welcome.
0: Amazing. So you all heard it here first. If you want to be on the ground floor of this um, empire that Asia is building, this gratitude empire, then be sure to send Asia a DM on Instagram with any of your questions about how you can tap into gratitude in your life and how you can use it to alchemize your, um, the, uh, to alchemize the shit in your life into something really, really beautiful as I've done in my life and Asia has done in hers as well. So thank you all so much for listening. I'm gonna be including in the show notes the link to Asia's Instagram and to any other resources we talked about in this episode. So be sure to click on the show notes to find out more thank you all so much for listening and I cannot wait to talk to you all again soon goodbye thank you so much for listening if you loved this episode be sure to leave a five star review in the Apple podcast app and share it with a friend I would love to hear from you let's continue the conversation on Instagram DM me Rebirth underscore of Venus. And be sure to grab your free ritual guide at rebirthofvenus.com.